Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't no so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. This week, we're bringing you a dope episode from Empire Boutique, and I got Joel and Martin here with me, and we're gonna talk some heat and hurricanes. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. Gotta make sure my University of Hialeah shirt is straight. Can you guys? Sure. Sure. Yeah, sure, dog. Sure. I, I mean, hey, I, I represent Hialeah to the fullest. Facts. You know that. That's facts. You know that. So it's only fitting that we're in Empire Boutique doing a special episode, right? We got a special guest here. So I gotta sure. wear my special shirt that says University of Hialeah, baby. Shout out to Empire. Shout, Shout out, out to Empire, which is where we're shooting on location today. Facts. Now, if you're an OG fan of the show, you've seen this couch, you've seen this venue before. Not in that type of fashion, guys. Not, not Get the gutter out. You know, you know this is a family. Got her out. Show. It's a family friend but, uh, show. Shout out to Steve, man, who's always opening his door to us, literally <laughs> and, uh, and figuratively. And yeah, this is a dope place to come record, man. I think we gotta we gotta come here more often in 2023. Absolutely. And you know what? I gotta introduce you guys. Have probably seen this guy before on OnlyFans, but it's only right that we bring in Martin and have him join us on Sports with So So. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Ready to talk some heat? Yeah, bro. Now, we just wrapped up OnlyFans, our final OnlyFans for the 2022-2023 yes, season. right uh, now. You know, and man, that, that was a good one. It's a long one. Um, that's why we're not going to be talking Dolphins on today's episode. You want to make sure. But it's entertaining as hell, guys. Yeah, but that's why they got to go check out Oof. OP, because it's OP. Facts. Check it out. OnlyFans, subscribe to it, guys, on the YouTube channel. Um, bro, you know... It's crazy because the last time Joel and I spoke, right, and we spoke about the Heat. Marin, you're a huge Heat fan. We know you have season tickets, and, and you're deeply ingrained into Heat culture, right? When we talked about the Heat last, it was like, yo, we need this team to have a spark. We need to see a spark from these guys. They've been losing too many close games, a lot of bullshit opponents where they've lost to. These guys have turned it around. They've won seven out of the last ten games, um, climbing up the East, right, little by little, from being outside of the freaking playoffs to being seven. Seventh now, right, and and getting closer after the their recent loss on MLK Day to Atlanta, but I don't know, man. Everything that we've been seeing from this Heat team recently is kind of what we expected to see in the beginning, right? For me, honestly, I wasn't one of those worried about the beginning of the season. You got to understand, Jimmy's been the guy you expect to score on a night in, night out basis. You all you wanted to see is other pieces come in and gel. You don't I think you expected Bam to be the guy scoring no, points no. every night too, you, you right? You expected someone, yeah, of course. Bam is always the guy you, you're looking for to be his the, the second. But you always want other pieces to show what they can do. And that's what I saw in the beginning of the season that was a little weird compared to what we're seeing now. In the beginning of the season, Jimmy was kind of stepping back, yeah. letting others do it, see what who can step up. And now we're seeing obviously more of a combination of now with Oladipo coming in, which is, to me... Well, not only him coming in, but also Kyle Lowry being out, right? Yeah. Because well, Kyle since Kyle Lowry's been out... One and... What is this? Six and one? Six and one. In, in the last seven games without Kyle Lowry? Was that the I'm, stat that went around I'm this weekend? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, and, and I'm sorry to go off on a tangent here. There was a rumor going around that we were shopping him, and the team that we were shopping him to said... No thanks. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of teams are seeing his salary, right? Yeah. And going, yeah, we rather not. At this moment. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't think that he can package him in a deal later on. But more importantly, I think what it means for the position is that we have a dynamic playmaker in that position, which is what we expected Kyle to be. And we're seeing the offense flow better. 
perform better because of the the performances that are coming out of that point guard position. Not only Victor Oladipo, Gabe Vincent, Gabe Vincent has been I was gonna, impressive. Yeah. I was going to say right now, he's coming into his own again. And we saw him last year. He was one of our unsung heroes, right? Yes, Unlikely heroes last year, often. And we've seen him kind of struggle this year. We've kind of seen those role players kind of struggle a little bit this year. And now they're starting to come into their own. I feel like, you again, you, you want to see that. You want to see them gel now because – you don't want Jimmy in the season to break down. Like True. That's the last thing you want. That guy's always with a knee injury. Don't you want that, your star player to be ready? And that's what I always say when uh, – and he's one of those players that you need to have some maintenance because LeBron takes time off for a yeah, reason. Everybody what does. matters, playoffs. Steph. You're there for the playoffs – that's all that matters. These little bumps in the road to me. Hey, look at Kawhi. Another guy, too, that they sit. They don't KD, play often. KD. Kyrie. The regular season is just getting ready, man. That's all it is. And that's why I don't really make a big deal about this. A hundred percent. Especially what a veteran like Butler is, right? You expect him to be ready no matter what. Hey, you want to take a day off? Take it off. Come back. Play. We know your level. But what 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 we did see this year that a lot of people were hoping to see and we've seen it in abundance is Bam taking over, dog. Bam has really taken this team by, like, the neck and saying, yo, this is my team. Yeah, Jimmy's the leader, but this is my team. We're going we're gonna to play the Bam way, you know what I mean? And, and I only say that because he plays with a lot of energy. He doesn't give up on plays. He's always hustling, and he does the hardest job on the court, which is defending the best player on the other team. Especially being in the undersized position that he is, being a six ten, six nine center, that shit is not easy to do. And 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 what we saw from him this year has been that explosive offense where he's just taking every single opportunity in the paint. And we kind of talked about it before we started shooting, but his his touch around or his aggressiveness around the butt around the basket in the paint has really made a difference. Now, what what do you think that's attributed to? Do you think that it's something that you know Coach Poe has realized? All right, I'm not doing right by. Bam by allowing him to, to to run more, you know, do more on his own? Or is it Bam now coming into his own and realizing, you know what, I got to stop being so hesitant. I got to make a decision. I, I got to be confident in my shot or get to the rim, get to the line. What do you guys think? I think it's easy. I think it's not Spo. I think it's Bam. I think that final playoff game versus the Celtics when he ripped his jersey, I think he finally is breaking out and coming of his own because he said it himself. He's doing two to three workouts a day now. Well, you've always known what you're going to get from Bam every game. You're going to get him bringing on the ball. You're going to have him covering your best player. Other than when Jimmy's not in, he's covering your best player. He's the only center you can really say that's not a traditional center, covering center, power forward, and small forward. And he's being playing point guard at certain plays. That there's not another. I get it. Jimmy is a pure scorer and a great defender. But I don't think this team runs the same without Bam. That's just my opinion. There's there's no doubt about that, dog. Because, you know, you said, like, is it Bam or is it Spo? I think it's Spo telling Bam, like, yo, if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. I think that's, again, that's, I think it's Bam telling him to himself if he doesn't do it now. Right? And then Bam realizing, like, oh, shit, this is the time for me to take over. Jimmy's getting a little bit older. Hero is not necessarily that bona fide superstar just yet. I'm already there. I'm at, at that level, right, where they were talking about him in Defensive Player of the Year. He was an all-star. Like, should he have been a starter well, or not? he got snubbed last year. You know what I'm but saying? that's because of the injury. He should have been a starter, though. And, and, and not that he wasn't an all-star, whether or not he was going to be a starter. Sure, yeah, but, You know what I mean? But, but it, like, was, it was also, you know, the fact that we missed him for so many yeah, games last season. Yeah. And we saw what happened in those and games. He's been we playing. We other guys to step up. But he, he's he, been healthy this year. He has. He has been healthy. But you 
talked about a guy in Tyler Hero. You know, talk, you know we're, I want to go back into this weekend. He was missing for a couple games this weekend. Um, this did not turn out the way that I thought. You know, playing Milwaukee, I think back-to-back games. Correct. We had to come back, play Atlanta on MLK Day. I thought we were going to be winning that Atlanta game. The, the Milwaukee games, I thought were going to be tough. And it, I, I was just completely surprised by well, everything. Well, the Milwaukee games oh, were tough, right? Because they A, they didn't have Giannis, right? Which makes it a little bit harder when you play a team that doesn't have their superstar because those guys are playing extra hard, right? You're sure. going to get those extra hard performances from that bench guy who hits six threes in a game for you or some shit like that. You're always going to find those performances. But I just think that, that he found a way to stick with it defensively, right, and, and stifle teams that way, especially Milwaukee, because in the fourth quarter, which has been an issue for this team, they clamped down, yeah. and they kept their eight-point lead, seven-point lead, and kept teams at bay. And I feel like that's something that we were – dying to see earlier on in the season but now that we see them get into form it's like all right these guys are finally starting to pick it up that Atlanta game got away from them because they got they had a slow start to begin with yeah. they, started they, shot were, they were never in that game from the beginning yeah, they kind of got into it right they got into like five or eight points I think it went down points. to eight point and then they just took it took off again but again I mean we talked about last week on the episode what we thought going into this road trip you right know, what we were expecting and <laughs> we, that wasn't really what we were expecting hell no hell no and look you know what you lose a, a tough road game in Atlanta on Martin Luther King Day, dog, it happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> it happens. It happens. But you look at those other victories before that, and you're Good like, point. yeah, that's the team that's trending in the right direction. I said it earlier. Seven out of the last ten games, they've gotten dubs. That's a lot of pizza mananas. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> you know win, what I mean? Winning, and, closing and, out games, winning the fourth, like you said. And I, and more importantly, it gets us closer to that playoff seeding that we're looking to be in. We're not trying to be in that ninth, eighth, seventh position. Yeah. We're trying to be in that five, four yeah. position. Top five seed. And I don't think that we're we're there just yet. No, and I think we're we're seeing the players step up when we need them to. Mm. Uh, having Hero out and Vincent and Lowry out too, and seeing Vincent come in and play the way he did, it's it's if it's not it's not surprising, but it, it's great to see because you don't know what's gonna happen with Lowry. Like, True. You realistically speaking, not not even if he's on the team, is he gonna be able to step up? Suppose the type of player is like, if you're not gonna be the one to get us where we need to be, or put us in a good positions. Hit that bench. Maybe you're going to hit the bench even if you are. Hit that bench. We've seen it with Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Realistically I don't care if we gave you $90 million and you 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 made all these three You're not productive right now. You're not doing shit. Max Struess is going to get the high hand and Max Struess right now don't got the high hand. So that's why it's great to see Gabe Vincent do it because you need to have someone step up because no Lowry means you have a big hole to fill up. Believe it or not, coming into the season, you're expecting a lot from Kyle Lowry. Hell well, yeah. So, big talk Hell about a big yeah. hole to fill. A guy that we didn't know was going to play this season or not has had a lot of injury concerns. We haven't seen his utmost potential mm. from where he was. But in this last 10 games, I would say, more or less, this guy is coming through for us, man. And it's Victor Oladipo. For sure. How are you guys feeling about I gotta, Depot? I got to give him his props out because I was I was super hard on Victor. You right? were. You I were. was super hard on Victor because I was like, damn, yo, we paid you. We were dying to see you. You made it seem like you were ready to start the season off, ready to go, and he just wasn't ready for whatever reason. But kind of like what I mentioned earlier, with Kyle not playing well, not being productive, having somebody like Victor Oladipo readily available, and it looks like he's starting to get really comfortable with his body again because he's dunking he's going up for blocks he's throwing himself around the floor so he's not worried about that knee injury anymore he's just going doing things that victor oladipo knows he can do and 
I feel like we just made a fucking mid-season trade and just got Victor Oladipo because now it's we got the Victor Oladipo we expected. And and it couldn't have come at a better time because we have so many guys or one main guy that's not producing for us that has that expectation. And now we have certain other guys that didn't have that expectation you know, fulfilling stepping that up. role, stepping that role. And, and it's Victor Oladipo. It's Gabe Vincent. It's uh, Highsmith when he gets minutes. It's um, uh, Struess, you know, staying in it defensively and playing well, being one of those guards that he, you can rely on on defense, right, when you have to swap him out. I just feel like the guard position right now is really solidified, and is and that's what's balanced out this team because the the big man play was always there with Jimmy and 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 Bam, right? The forwards are always taken care of in that position, but seeing those guards play, man, and seeing Victor Oladipo do his thing, it's it's impressive, and I gotta give him his his props. I think for me, the only way we take the next step, even without Lowry being traded or getting an asset for him. It's getting a, a big man to compliment. Um, Miles Turner. That's the thing. I, I, I think it's Bro, we've tough, been man. saying, we've I, been I, talking I, about this for but how he's long. He's the guy. We need another big man. Nerlens Noel has been a name thrown around. Turner's been a name thrown around. Olenek there, has been rumored too to come back. But that's why. That's why. He's a he's a Maple Dick. That's what we call him. That's his name, Maple Dick. I don't know why he has that name, but that's that's a weird ass nickname. My shout to my boy Rob. That's what he hates. That's a weird ass nickname. But um, no, man. I mean, yeah, that we've been saying that for I don't know how long now. We need it, and then they're talking about um, what's this other dude? They're possibly trying to trade Deadman. Oh yeah. But it's like, how much trade capital do you really got with a guy like Deadman? You know what I mean? Like. I think the reason why we trade Deadman is because we see the emergence of Heisman. Yeah. Heisman has been playing well. Absolutely. Being aggressive, being a defensive force, and he's way more athletic, more natural with the basketball than Deadman. Yeah. Deadman gets the ball down and it's almost like a full stop. You got to reset him almost, right? He's like lurch out there. He's like big sloppy, but yeah, it's just but what I'm saying. Like we're not going to get much for him. So then it's like, how much trade capital do we have? We have Lowry with a contract nobody <laughs> wants and he's perhaps no production. We got Deadman who ain't really doing shit for Duncan us. Duncan sitting there with a huge price tag. I don't think we move you know him what I mean? It's like we have pieces to move, but it's like, do people really want him? I think we have to take a loss in order to be a, a, a positive impact. We have to take a loss Pat on Riley the trade. don't take L's, homie. But you out. know what? Listen, if, if, if you got to save Fuck it. I got to take a bad contract back in order to get rid of Lowry. And Victor Oladipo is my starter now. And Gabe Vincent is his backup. Worst case scenario, I can throw Struess in there. You do that, dog. I would like to see a, 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 ha a happy place, a world where Lowry comes back <laughs> and we're seeing Oladipo as and a hero, hero come off the bench, both of them. Uh, oh, nah, I don't want hero? hero coming off the bench anymore, dog. I need him to start because... I, I, I feel like that's what we're going to need. be too small at that point, though. Yeah, no, with that line. Or no, you're talking about they're coming off the bench. Never mind. Coming off the bench. That, that, yeah, it's a smaller lineup, but Spo likes to do that. Those are the ones... I don't know. Hero's the one that mentioned that he's like, I like having someone to compliment off me. Because right. When he's the the six man coming out, everybody's coming towards him. Yeah. But when you have Oladipo and him coming off on the court together, I think I'm a little more scared of that team than just Hero coming in and and energizing. Well, let's let me ask you this though. Well, well, I'm sorry, but cut you up back on that. But do you think then that that impacts Oladipo? Absolutely. Coming off the bench, do you think I, he, he still has the same kind of games that he's having starting for us? I think it's because of how good of a defensive player Oladipo is, I think he could create his own offense. It's a little different. Hero Absolutely. really can't do that. Nope. Hero's like, I need the ball in my hand in order to score. So then why not just to play devil's advocate here? If, if it sounds like we should be starting Victor Oladipo. Right, but then you, right, I'm right, saying, but that's I'm the smartest part of the world in that Lowry's yeah. actually somehow productive. You want to have all the people coming off the bench 
not want, but I feel like it's a good fit for me, coming off with, with Hero. For me, if we start Victor, that just means that he'll be fresher when it comes down to close the game, right? But you've seen in the playoffs, Hero doesn't No, do no, much. but that's my so point. I feel like having that second piece opens it up for him. He doesn't put the pressure on him. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I get it. But but even still, like at the end of the day, what, what this team is going to have to focus on is what's the best lineup that we could put on in five minutes left in the fourth quarter, right? Victor Oladipo should be on the that floor. That changes everything. He, no more hero, bench players. Yeah, yeah. Player. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like when we're talking about starters, you're talking about starters in crunch minutes, right? Where Bam is going to be on the floor. Jimmy's going to be on the floor. We know that Hero's going to be on the floor. Who else should be on the floor? Right now, it seems like in those fourth quarter minutes, it should be Victor Oladipo yeah. over Struess, over Lowry, over Gabe Vincent. Maybe Gabe Vincent is getting closer to that, right? Where he's like, yo, I can challenge. You, you have Struess there because he could play defense. But he could play. But if Victor's all the defense is. But if Victor all the defense. we know he can do it in the playoffs. Yeah. I know that, but Victor all Victor Oladipo's defense is really good. So we're not really losing much there if he starts in the fourth quarter. I yeah, get what you're but, saying. But, all right, but I'm saying, all right, but going, what we're talking about specifically, though, let's talk hypothetically speaking here. It's the last game of the season, the last minute of the season who are your five guys that you have out there i'm sorry who are your three guys on this heat team aside from bam and jimmy that you're putting out there with them if it's me i'm going hero for sure right hero for sure uh oladipo for sure right and man as crazy as it sounds as crazy as it sounds i would want highsmith in there though why? Because I feel like we always get killed on those offensive rebounds where we play a good defensive possession. Ball hits the rim, it comes off, and it's the biggest guy on the court for the other team grabbing the rebound. Very we saw it against San Antonio, yeah. uh, against Brooklyn, right? Where Kyrie missed that three, and the fucking nobody oh, of... I wasn't even on the court at that point. No, no, he wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. We always need size when it comes to that last-minute thing in order to kill the offensive rebound potential. And I feel like, hey, rather than Deadman, I'd rather have high speed. No, for sure. That's for sure. Because well, Bam is probably going to be on the, on the perimeter. Yeah, I, I guess it depends situationally yeah, on the matchup too, and who we're true. playing against. But I, I, I think I kind of agree, you know, with that with that sentiment. I thought the only person there would be Highsmith, to, and then maybe you go with the Struess instead, yeah, who gives you that two way ability and the three point ball late in the game. But I mean, that's really who it comes down to. Those are our five best guys, really. But then, and why do we need Lowry? We don't. We don't. Why no. do we need Lowry? And I, I think that he's proven with his absence, right? That we don't need him. That we don't necessarily need him right now. The, I, the whole right. playoff thing changes, man. I'm sorry. I, I don't trust Hero in the playoffs. I've said it from the beginning. Oh, I said that too. I'm with When you. everybody knocked me for saying, oh, look, he's he's too young. I'm like, <laughs> it's a two effect. What have you seen for him to say that? And this even is now this season when everybody's like, damn, look at Hero. 40-point game, 30-point game. That's fine. Care. We know he can do that. He's done that games. his whole short career in the regular season. Come crunch time, though, we haven't seen that from him yet. But but, but look, l l to be fair, yes, Hero does have to play better in the postseason this year, no matter what. And right? stay healthy. And stay healthy, no matter what. But this team is only going to go as far in the postseason as, as, as Bam. I feel like Bam, look, when we were in the bubble, Bam was killing it. Yep. Killing it. And nobody could stop him. That shit got us all the way to the finals. Yep. What happens in the finals? Bam got hurt. Changed had, the whole dynamic. He had one good game, I think, against right? the Celtics. Changed the whole dynamic. I'm pretty same sure thing. it was just one game that I can remember that he, that was like, oh, that was a good out, yeah. band performance. Last year, same thing happened. We get to, we get towards the playoffs, and Bam is just nowhere to be found offensively. Nowhere to be found. So in the playoffs, for me, right, or even in tight game situation, I feel like Bam has to be the guy and let Jimmy be the guy supporting the guy, but Bam has to be the guy. And, and that's fine. And what I want to go back to though is is because we started talking about Kyle Lowry, and it's like, all right, well, Hero has. 
hasn't shown up yet, but he has the potential. I don't think we've seen it yet. Bam, we know he can do it. He can play to that. Jimmy, we know what we're getting with him. Kyle Lowry, though, yeah, he's a veteran. He's been in that situation before, but after seeing the sample size that I saw in this past postseason and then so mm. far in his you know short career with the Heat, I don't feel like I want to have that guy on the court with the game on the line. I mean, yeah. he hasn't shown it to me that he has that ability to do that. You would only hope that his veteran mindset, we it, we his leadership, something that Oladipo's healthy. That's the thing. You don't. That's know. another part. If, if Victor has to stay healthy for the entire rest of the season, sure, you sure. Know what I mean, same thing with Hero. You mentioned it. Hero has to stay healthy for the rest of the season. Bam, for the rest of the season. Those guys can't. We can't afford those guys to get hurt because if we do, we're dead in the water. For sure, dead in the water. We're not deep. That's for sure. We're definitely not a deep team. And you know what? If if all things considered, right? Let's say we do stay healthy. Let's say the team does stay healthy. Then obviously, I think the best person who gives us the chance to play better is Victor Oladipo. On when it, when we're just comparing him to Lowry, forget the rest of the other guards, matchups, whatever. When we're just saying like, all right, which player is more dynamic? Which one has had a better season? Which one shows a lot more fluid mobility? Victor Oladipo, you know what I mean? And and that's part of the reason why we re-signed him, right? Because we're like, yo, this guy's still young. He still has all this ability. He still has all this, you know, knowledge and, and explosiveness. The, up, the upside is way, way higher, right? So so Kyle maybe Lowry's you don't feel bad. is, he knows how to take a charge. <laughs> no, that's, he, that's my biggest he can hit clutch shots. He can hit clutch shots. He's shown can, that. He can? That's not where I, that's, not that's always. Not I, that's not what I remember him in for always. Where, where I feel he's the best benefit is that it looks more like a controlled offense when he's on the court. True. That's about it. That's only where I'm standing. Uh, he's good. He's a good defender, uh, but it's only when it's a bigger uh, point guard. When it's a speedy point guard, he, he's forget no about it. <laughs> I mean, look, he got smoked by Kyrie that yeah. day. You know, smoke. Oh, smoke you're talking smoke. Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. I get it, but like this is a Kyrie still, that like, Kyrie's Kyle older. Not, Imagine not Kyrie's that. older. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, probably the one of the older point guards that he's gonna face in the East. You know what I mean? When it comes to that, because if he goes up against Jalen Brown in Boston, like. Kyle Lowry got no shot. Victor Oladipo probably has a shot of defending him, but Kyle Lowry has no shot of defending a, a Brown or a freaking Trey Young or something like that. You know what I mean? Over, overall, I, f I feel like I like what we're seeing. Although we're not winning the games, sometimes that you're like, we should have won this or we should have looked better. I feel like little by little we will be better uh, towards uh, hopefully a, a, a change is made. Somehow either say, hey, Lowry's our guy or Lowry's not our guy. You need to decide that because if Vincent plays the way he is and he's somehow being rotated in and out, it's not going to be good for the playoffs. You no. need to decide who it's going to be. No, yeah. for sure. But for sure. Let, let's talk then now moving forward this week. What do we got looking forward to after? I mean, we just lost. We got to bounce back now. Well, yeah. What do we got this week? So? so we got a game coming out, playing tonight. By the time you guys are hearing this, we're going to be playing on the road um, against the Pelicans. Another road game Friday against Dallas. Sunday, coming back home against the Pelicans before we face Boston on Tuesday. Pelicans have been playing Which great. Which I'll be at. The so I'll let you Zion Williamson and then Dallas with Luka Magic, bro. Those, these, this is not an easy little... Well, stretch of games. Well, you know what, Joel? It's like it's kind of like what you what you and I talked about last year, right? Where it's like, all right, you took a loss, but let's not turn it into a two game losing streak, three game losing streak. Go out there and beat these guys. That's a beatable team. You lost to Atlanta. That's a beatable team because they hadn't been playing great, right? Um, Pelicans aren't really on fire. They just lost their guy. You know, like they're they're an NBA team. No problem. You know what I mean? But you go, you got to go out there and beat those guys. You got to go out there and get a game against. One of those two games, either against Dallas 
or Boston because what we don't want to see is this Heat team get into a position where they get ahead and then they lose two, three games and they're like, shit, they're sliding back down. They can't afford that this nope. season. They're not high enough to say we can take another two-game losing streak. If anything, we need to see these guys do the same thing they did over these last 10 games. Go seven and three. Do you think we need to have... Are we the type of team that needs home court to, to be good? Hell yeah, man. Okay, so that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. And look, you know, only because of the guys that we would have to depend on, some of the guys may not have that road warrior experience. We know that Jimmy has it. We know that Bam has it a little bit. We know that Hero has it a little bit. But what about the rest of the guys? Is Gabe going to be able to step up? What type of mindset or or frame uh, mental frame is Victor Oladipo going to be in? Because this will be first time he's in a high-level competitive playoff type of scenario. Same thing with Lowry. Is he going to be able to step up? What the hell is Duncan doing? What the, where is that guy? Is he going to be... You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of... When you look at the bench, there's a lot that you can question when it comes to, like, playoff mentality. But to me, the focus always has to be on our main guys and our main guys being healthy, dog. And, and winning games consistently is how you allow those guys to take break. You can't lose three games in a row and then tell Jimmy to take off a day. You know what I mean? Because you need to win that fourth game. So if the if the Heat can find ways to win two, three, and then, hey, you know what? We lose a game where Hero doesn't start. We lose a game where Bam doesn't play, where Jimmy doesn't play. Then you take it, and you go from there. But they, they, they can't afford any more slips at this point in the season. I just feel like they can't because if they do, they're flirting with being out. They're flirting with being out. And I don't think there's a lot of other teams in the East to be scared of, right? Philadelphia is not that great. There's only two teams that you really look at and are like, shit, bro, I don't want to play these guys in the first round. It's, it's Brooklyn. You don't want to play them in the first round. And Boston. You definitely don't want to play them in the first Canada, round. I wouldn't want to play 76ers in the first round. Nah, their, their size kills yeah, us. bro. Their size uh, kills I, us. I, I, I agree just because of one, one player on that team. Embiid. Embiid. And beat kills us. You know what I mean? So, like, again, it goes back to it. How do you how do you avoid that in the first round? You got to win as many games as you can in the regular season. That's our playoff. Like, right now, we got to be treating teams like, like playoff opponents because that game against Atlanta can't happen again against the Pelicans. It can't happen against Dallas because then you're going to get smoked out. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. play like that against Boston. You're going to get smoked out. Let me ask you guys this. I know we got to move on, um, but I, I want to ask you guys because I saw, I think, that they're going to lift the uh, the no-trade clause for Brad Beal and a couple other guys yeah. besides the big would you guys want somebody like a Brad B or something like that? I want, I want a big man. I want yeah. Bam to play the four. Yeah. That's my thing, man. I've, I've always been a proponent of, like, if you want your big man to shine, get a big man to do the dirty work. And we don't have a big man to do the dirty work. Right now, Hayes, uh, Highsmith is doing the dirty work like, next to Bam, and it's, it's freeing him up so much. But if we had a guy who was better... You know what I mean? Not saying that Heisman sucks or whatever, but he's he's still young. He's, there he's learning. He's, he's learning. still green. If you had a veteran there who knows how to do the dirty work and can help Bam out in that situation, I think that's more that does more for us than bringing in a guard who can score. Because in my mind, we have a guard who can score. That's Oladipo. And what are you going to give? Yeah, exactly. You're going to ruin too much chem. Now, we, not that we have all the chemistry in the world right now, but right now with the, these little pieces we do have, they play they play together well. Do you really want to bring in a shooting guard to now mess up? Butler's game, which Butler can play off the ball, he's good. Um, but, but how does that affect a but, guy like Hero? Yeah, but there's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts there. So I wouldn't say a guard is our, in our best interest. I would yeah. say big man or nothing. And it's a sexy play. And you know what? I, and, and my boys in the chat, they kind of killed me for the Donovan Mitchell shit, right? When he had the 50-something points or whatever. That's what I was going to allude to. But to what, what they almost had. lost that game. To, to case in point, he dropped 50 and they still almost lost that game. 
You know what I mean? When, when Mitchell went off. So my point is 70. 70, yeah. 70. 71, I think and, it was. And, <laughs> and they still almost lost that went game. To double overtime, no? Or something like that? Yeah. So yeah my, but all I remember is he dropped 71 I get it. and they won. That's all they're going to remember. Exactly. I get that. Why, but my, my point being is like, I don't think that this team needs offensive scoring from the guard Garp. position. We have guys who can put the ball in the hoop in the sure, guard position. Sure. You know what I mean? What we needed is more points from our front court, which was bam. Hey, bam, you can't get away with these 18 points a game, 19 points. Nah, Papi, you need to be 24, 25, occasionally 30 points here and there. With the you free- get into the line and getting those free and throws. Getting getting those free throws. And, and that's something that he's improved greatly on from last year to this year. Yeah. And even those little shots, like I, I was saying earlier when we were talking, him being aggressive in the paint and shooting those jumpers, he Killed Brooke Lopez the other night. Killed Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez couldn't even do anything with him. Any center that doesn't step up to Bam is going to get three jumpers. And by the time they hit that third one, he's already moving and shucking and jiving. And, he, and once he gets to that point, he's got you wherever he wants you. You know what I mean? And I just feel like that's the key to the heat, man. That's always been the key to the heat. Letting Bam be the offensive Guy, you know, and, and I've said it, and, and I'm sure we can look up the stats. Anytime that guy's over 25 points, we probably have an 80% chance of winning the game. Because the, the times or, that he does go, yeah, or, or better, right? Because then that means Bam has 25, automatically you can put Jimmy with 17. He doesn't even have to give you 20. Hero throws in 19. Now you're at 60-something points between your three guys, which is what you want from your from your main studs. Yep. I, I, me, with this Heat team, is always going to be the same thing. Good, uh, uh, We're good with the guards. We're good with the guards. We need help in the center position, like Martin said. And if we can get that, then I'll, I'll feel like we'll see the best of Bam because then he'll be so free. There's only two teams with certain players that, that really, when we play them, I feel like they get the best of Bam. And it's the 76ers and the Bulls. Vujicic and um, That guy's are freaking mountain, they're, dog. They're disgusting. And then having... And, the fact and don't forget, there's Bulls, one more team out west, though. Not on the east. I yeah, know you exactly. just mentioned east. Yeah, team. No, and Joker did them up, too. Yeah, that's exactly but, who I was But that's Joker. He's the MVP. Who doesn't he that's, Joker. That's, that's, but that's the thing. You know, they're bigger than him. Yeah. And that little and, bit of exercise. it just shows you, like, that's what he's missing. He's missing someone to... Take care of those players. Not on the on the offensive side. On the offensive side, he's gonna do his thing. Right. But on the defensive side, when you have to cover them and then go back and score on them, it's it not that a, easy. Takes a toll. <laughs> nice. Takes a toll. And that's why his shots getting. I feel like he's focused on his shot because he's like, I'm not gonna be able to bang with these these people. Sure. Those, yeah. those big guys, I'm not. And then they have Vujicic and they have Drummond. Yeah. That, that, you so yeah, when he, yeah. one leaves, he, the other one's coming to in to father shit out of you, so and it's, it's not even cover you. Yeah, yeah. They're coming in to father shit out of Bam, dog. And and look, I feel like that's why Bam has really grown this year. He's 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 seen what the opposition is doing to him, and he's responded in a positive way. Are you gonna give me that space? I'm gonna shoot the jumper and make it. Oh, you're gonna foul me? Cool. I'm gonna make eight out of ten free throws every single time. And he's he's been our most dangerous player this year, bro, offensively and defensively, which is sick, man. I, I hope he keeps it up, dog. Honestly, man, it's he's the, got to. It's yeah, it's the only way I feel going to the next step. I'm not saying Eastern Conference is possible. Right now, with the way we were looking, uh, because Celtics are that dangerous and 76ers are have gotten better, although they're not playing it like it right now. The Nets now yeah. they have Kyrie and KD, yeah. which again, KD's out, but yeah, still. yeah, yeah, the playoffs, still. Again, yeah. for the playoffs, he'll be there and yeah. he's gonna be dangerous. 
<laughs> it's not something you you really want to go in and, and say you have to be perfect because versus those team that team you have to be perfect. Nets is not a team that he, they could they could drop seventy easy <laughs> by yeah. themselves. Them too, hundred percent. We got to get two out of these next three games for sure. Beat the Pelicans. Give yourself a shot against Dallas, who has been beatable at times, and they have a guy who we were were rumored to another guard, which was Hardaway. Right. You know what I mean? But again, just another trade that really doesn't make sense for us. Um, but if we can win those two games and come into into that uh, Boston Celtics game with some momentum at home next week, I feel like that could be the start of a good role, man. Something where, where we really turn up because after that, it gets easier. Magic, Hornets, Cavs, and Knicks. The, the, when's the All-Star break? Uh, be in a month. Yeah, it's in a month. Okay. That's right. what I'm saying. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. In 10 games, get me seven. Get me eight out of every 10 games, and we'll be good for the rest of the season. And we'll see this team in that fourth, fifth position in the East. And, and that's where they need to be, man. For real. I think they need to be four. I, I think that, that have to be tough. They have to. They, they have, have to. to. They have to. If they don't, it's going to be tough. Tough to come back from, man, for sure. Um, but you know what? What's up? I want to flip it over to Hurricanes basketball real quick, dog. Oh, you, I know said, that's- you said it's tough to come back, and I, I, I knew you were going to segue with the comeback. Because <laughs> they did have an amazing comeback bro, win, dog. What a game. Cuse? Yeah, bro. And look, you know what? That's Those ACC games, dog, they're always hard as hell for the Hurricanes, dog, because a lot of those coaches coached together. They were on the same staff in freaking Penn State in 79. It was like, oh, you know, we run the same plays, huh? same offense. Let's try to figure each other out. Who can shoot better here? And that game against Syracuse was impressive, dog, because, like I said, it came down to, it almost felt like we were watching a heat game. It came down to a defensive stop and a free throw, right? And um, shout out to the Nicaragua, man. That guy's been killing it. I'm telling you, double doubles for this team. You put me on. And he, and, and, and he had a game-saving block with, like, four seconds left. This team, for some reason, dog, it, it just finds a way to gel. And it's crazy because of the talent that's on there. They have a bunch of guards, right? A lot of transfers. And with, like, two or three big guys. But Coach L finds a way to fucking put it together. And this team has only lost three games all season. Still ranked in the top 20 for a program that's not really known for basketball, right? Compared to the rest of the teams in the ACC. Like a Syracuse. Like a Duke. Like a North Carolina. And this guy is going out there and not only competing, though against them but beating them you know what i mean and that shit is impressive dog because like we know right we're miami fans we know that the when the money comes into um it's not going directly to b-ball right it's probably going to like baseball uh, well for sure football, football first, first then baseball then girls soccer then <laughs> then you know the basketball nah, nah, team i would like to think you know, i mean you no, girls soccer basketball is, has, is sick but you and basketball has had some notoriety in the last few years especially after last very season recent, very recent. yeah very recent but i'm saying like i think that that, you know they've been trending in that direction that you know they've been making investments and improvements yeah. and things like that and throwing yeah. money towards that direction but i agree i mean it, it's definitely not the, the first place that they're throwing money at. hell no man and and again that's what makes it even more impressive for a guy like coach l right because he's not a guy who's getting paid like the rest of these top coaches in the in basketball are getting paid you know what i mean but this guy has a program where he has some type of sentiment to it he really has thrown himself into the program and and, and really not only embraced it, but, like, made it his own where the guys are like, yeah, this is Coach L-style basketball, you know what I mean? And I think the program has just gotten better for it. Um, the fact that these guys have gone 2-2 two and two in ACC play so far since they started, they had that rough game against Virginia Tech, uh, tough loss in overtime to NC State, which I was watching that crib, and I was like, that's the one game I didn't want to lose because of how good we played in it. But it just shows me that this team is, like, 
like this close to being a real fucking contender in the March Madness tournament dog, that's going to be coming up. Because I feel like once they get through this ACC s- schedule, that's going to toughen them up. They may not get through it unscathed, right? But that's going to toughen them up to the point where they're already experienced, they have that belief in them, and they're going to be able to make a run, dog. If that NC State game made you feel like that, how do you think that <laughs> locker room felt after that game? I'm sure somebody threw a chair. Which you gotta, <laughs> I'm sure somebody threw a chair, dog. You got to think that loss might have been something good for them. True. The way that they lost. True. Oh, that, that far in that game, OT, and then come up just short, that, that's, a, that's a good loss. You know what I'm saying? That's a learning mm. lesson right there because that's the kind of shit that they're going to walk away from and go, like, when they get in that situation again, they go, we know how to prevent the loss from happening. We know how to clinch this game right now and how to win, especially, like you just said, coming into March Madness time. Yeah, bro. And you know, I'm not a big follower of college basketball, but anything UM-related, man, even when you're hyping them up, they're going to find a way to let you down. I'm sorry, man. Nah, the Be thing, realistic. The thing that's different with this basketball team, right, and, and with the basketball program in itself, they've never been, like, that overhyped team. There's never been that overhyped team. There's always been that team that's like, oh, these guys – can possibly get into the tournament. Oh, shit, they made it to the tournament. Oh, shit, they made it to the second round. Cool, dog. That's always been the feel with UN basketball. And it's only been because we know that, like like I was saying earlier, that's not the team that's getting all the resources, right, when it comes to sure. that college. People, people assume they are because it's the University of Miami, so the football program, that's what gives it its, you know, its whole image as soon as you sure. tie, uh, tie anything to that UN brand. But, you know, what's been the best UN basketball team that we've seen in the last... Oh, come on, bro. Years. I'm talking. Yeah, this guy, I was in high school. This guy's in middle school, and this was like 2002 when they made that run. It's just we're not known for that. You we're know? not. They, but people think, oh, it's UM. Like they should be. They should be good in every program. They're good in baseball. They're good in football. But it's like we haven't had that. But Coach L has something special here. With he really does, dog. And look, again, when, when I feel like the ACC is wide open for him now, Coach K is out. Uh, Roy Williams is out of or out of North Carolina. Like, you're the old head in here. You're, you're, the, you're the most winningest coach in the ACC. You can definitely make it your own. And one thing I think that the UM happens to have as an advantage as a program or as a university is their NIL deals, dog. The, the 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 deals that don't get me wrong there's other schools throwing out money like ridiculous money right like I, I can't even imagine what guys are getting paid in Alabama uh, NC like uh, North Carolina like dude oh, yeah uh, for actual football I mean basketball program right like you know? getting paid right the fact that these guys are able to get top name transfers to come out here and play for Coach L right with three years of eligibility left or two years or whatever and come spend the rest of his career here, that shit says a lot, dog, because they're see it and they're like, yeah, you know what? I could be the spark that gets this team going. That's why I feel like they went and got that, that, the Nicaragua kid over here because they were like, you know what? We need size. We got guards all day, but we can't do shit when we can't get an offensive rebound. And now you bring in the solution, and Coach L is like, "Hey guys, chuck it! My man right here got the rebound." You know what I mean? And 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 it's worked for for the for the Hurricanes. Look, they were sixteen and one at one point. You don't get to that level, right, with having a good, well-rounded squad with some superstar power mixed in there in order to get those results. And that's a lot of that has to do with Coach L bringing these kids together, dog. Because if you look at the background and like the cities that these kids are from, there's no way that these guys would have ever decided out of their own will be like. Yeah, I'm going to UM, you know, as, as coming out of high school. But I think they see what's been building with the program, and they're like, you know what? I can be the one who can help turn it around. Look, Wong was uh, – Isaiah Wong is our leading scorer this year. He could have left, 
And he almost did leave. And he was like, nah, then I know money is good here. Plus, I got a starting spot. Plus, I know Coach L is going to put me in a position where I can look raw and probably make it to the NBA. Boom. Kid stays, having a hell of a season. His best season as a Hurricane. And now, look at the Hurricanes. Number 16 in the nation. Really making some noise. And it's behind him as an offensive powerhouse. And Omier as a defensive powerhouse. Are we officially ranked 16? I know yeah. I saw uh, something that was like 16 slash 17. So, I don't know if the official ranking no, came no, out no, just the, yet. Well, they still have us. Well, they moved us down to 17th after that loss. But... If we get these next two games, we got AC. Remember, we're still in ACC play. We're playing Duke in Duke, and then we got FSU and Pitt on the road. Three road games for the Hurricanes. Are you excited? Are you? I'm excited. excited for some reason. I am, dog, because if it's like I told you guys, if we get these wins, that means that we're in control of the ACC now. And ACC basketball goes through UM, which is crazy. Nobody in the last 10 years would have been like, yeah, in 2023, UM basketball is going to be on the map. Nobody would have said that except for the guys in the locker room and Coach L and his staff, right? So if if they're able to win and, and get that notoriety up, I feel like not only is it good for the basketball program, it's good for UM, dog, because it builds that positive momentum, that positive image around the program. You know what I mean? Um, I'm really excited because I feel like this is something that younger people can get into. If you're in your mid-30s, early 30s, you can go catch a game on a Tuesday for like 12 bucks, you know what I mean, instead of paying 100 bucks to go watch a Heat game and watch just as good as talent and have a good time in Coral Gables and check those guys out. Because then what's going to happen is that game against Duke, uh, when they come back down, when North Carolina comes back down, everybody's going to be like, oh, shoot, the Kings are number 15, they're number 13, let's go sack them. Nah, you're too late. The bus is filled up, you know what I mean? So if you haven't been on the Hurricanes train for basketball, I feel like now's a good time to get it because I feel like they're going to take over the ACC, man. And and big wins against Duke, against FSU. But they have to win those They got to win those games. And FSU has been tough for them. And they got a squad out there, dog. So I'm expecting the team to bounce back. Like Joel said, that North Carolina t- uh, game woke them up because they they made that comeback in that next game against Syracuse yep. and said, nah, we're not going out like and that. they closed it out. So if they have that momentum and that energy and that mind frame, Man, this team can go really far, dog. Kind of um, like the Dolphins did. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to March Madness just because of last year and, you know, obviously how that how that played out. I, I you know, I was really excited to see them advance in the tournament and how they played. Um, but more so than anything, after the, the abysmal season that was the Miami Hurricanes football program season. Yeah. You need something. The University of Miami needs something positive. You need and it. Right dog. now, it's all on the basketball team. That's you need crazy it. to hear. It's, okay. it's crazy to hear, but that's how it works, man. And, and if you think about it, if you're a good university, that's what you do. You have two, three major programs, and you try to keep those guys relevant as much as possible. Baseball's actually killing it. Let me tell you, dog, baseball's really killing it. They have a couple of guys who are ranked in the top 100 for this season that are juniors and sophomores. So, again, another program that like doesn't really get all the bucks or all the notoriety, but they're always consistently there. And they recently got back to that division where it's like, all right, we're going to make the tournament. Let's make the tournament. Let's make the tournament. Let's get back into the World Series of College, right? And, and being on those ESPN games on yeah. Wednesdays and shit, right? Um, just a good life for UM to be around. If your, if your football program is doing well, basketball program, baseball program, it's just a good vibe. And it just, I feel like that's what motivates the team to be like, I, or the players to be like, I'm proud to play for this team. Look, my fellow, fellow athlete here is killing it. I got to kill it. I can't be the slacker. You know what I mean? Um, and the cool shit this year too, man. We're gonna do something for March Madness. Uh, Sports with Soso is gonna have a bracket. We're gonna allow you guys to join that bracket and see if you can beat me. And we might give away a little sun, sun. 
Who knows? But it depends if Joel says it's okay. If Joel says it's not okay, then we're not going to give it away anything. I'll think about it. Yeah, there you go, guys. So make sure to check us out and look for more information um, as we'll be bringing you guys a ton of content when it comes to UN basketball uh, because I really feel like they're on the verge of doing something big this year, bro. Are we wrapping up? I think we should. <laughs> Let's cue the music. Cue the music, man. Um, if you haven't already... Go hit that subscribe button on YouTube. That's how we brand, plan to bring you more amazing content this year. Uh, shout out to Martin for joining us, bro. What a day of production, doggy. Hell of a, of a shift he put in. Only um, fans, baby. Go check it out. Absolutely. And if you check it, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, guess what? You'll get that notification of OnlyFans when it comes out. So make sure to tell a friend. Oh, while you're on there, go check out the Kevin Gleason interview, man. Yes, sir. Shout out to the boy Kevin. Kev, what it do, baby? Shout out to Lorenzo, too, man. I see you, boy. I can't wait to see you fight, man. Um, yeah, bro. It's time to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell one more friend. To be a friend and tell another friend. About this amazing podcast that we got going on, y'all. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Drop a comment. And until next time, peace. peace.